Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What would you tell the artisans at Saraband, the students at St. Martin's, and the people you're signing up at FIRE? Give us your great words of wisdom. Believe in what you do. Don't try and do what you think other people want, because the truth is really important. Even if it takes longer to get there, if you really believe in it, then other people will believe in it. Stay true to yourself. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF Podcast. It's Friday, May 28th. In 1984, Camilla Lowther founded CLM, a creative agency that has gone on to become one of the most important hubs for creative talent, representing the likes of Jurgen Teller, Shona Heath, and Tim Walker. But after having stepped away from CLM, amid the pandemic, Camilla found herself drawn towards creative talent once more, setting up an agency called FIRE. On this week's episode of the BOF podcast, Camilla talks to Tim Blanks about how young creatives can develop their careers and have meaningful impact. We're talking to Camilla Lauza, who I call the godmother of the future because she is engaged in so many levels in um, the lives and careers of people who will probably determine how we view fashion in the coming years. She's always been able to do that as well. She's always had her finger on the pulse. So, Camilla, welcome. Lovely to see you. Thank you very much, Tim, and lovely to see you because I haven't seen you for a very long time. For a very long time. But you have been very busy in this lockdown period. There's a few things we have to talk about today. I guess we should start with your new agency, which is called FIRE, bearing in mind that your old agency, CLM, managed the careers of of people like Jürgen Teller and Tim Walker and Katie Grand and, and people that we know extremely well. Can you tell us exactly what FIRE is? Because it is... It feels to me like it's the new version of CLM. I don't think FIRE is the new version of CLM, actually. It, it, you know, CLM is CLM and it stands on its own and is doing really well under Thu and Nick, which I'm delighted for. 
but fire really was born out of covid i actually hadn't got it when i left clm it was not my plan to start another agency at all in any way shape or form and i had been very happy i'd done you know during lockdown i'd done cocktails with camilla with katie and love magazine and that was a i really enjoyed doing that and i really hadn't got any great plan to do anything because I had this year off. And then at the end of last year, I, Gwen and Kate, who basically are my founders, said to me, would I, you know, like to start another agency? And I said, I would be really interested in doing that as long as I didn't have to completely run it. And so I, we brought Angèle on board. So we're all, all there. And it, if I was going to be really honest, it feels like it's going back to when I first started in 1984. You know, it's very small. It's very, it's not niche, but it's small. You know, it's, it's baby steps. And it really, I suppose, is looking after the new generation, the young, the, the new generation. Because obviously I'm still looking after Tim. You know, I'm still working with Tim but not under fire. I do that with Alex Paisley Taylor and Tim. We work together and we do that separate. I do that separately. But I think fire is something that I want to do with younger people. And, and it keeps me in touch, I suppose, for want of a better word. I mean, there's life in the old dog yet. Yeah, there is something in the past, in, in your past, which has identified and promoted a very particular kind of talent. And it feels to me that this is what fire is intending to do now. And, and that's, I, I mean, I'd love to know how you, how you plan to do that, how you plan to identify the people who you, who you think will shape the way we see fashion in the future. Gosh, I, I'm doing quite a lot of things. I mean, not a lot of things. I'm basically working with Central St. Martins um, on their fashion programme and on the on the fashion and the communications, which is, again, young people. And then I'm also on the board of trustees for Saraband. I'm chairman of the board. And I felt they kind of segue quite well together. And then mm -hmm. maybe if there's people that I meet through that and I and I have the and I think that they would be right to join fire along with the rest of the team. And then also, I think it's just meeting people, isn't it? And there is. And I think there's so what I really enjoy is fine is I like the enthusiasm of young people when you meet them and the and their enthusiasm. And even if it's something that even if they're not a photographer or they're not a stylist or they're not a set designer, maybe they're doing something. And if I feel that I can open a door for them and and help nurture their talent, then that's what I will do. That's what we'll do at FIRE. That's really basically it, I think. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? It, well, it, 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 it makes sense. And, and it really kind of focuses the challenge for you because the world is so different from the world that you were originally launching your talents into. You're young, you know, the people that you were, you were working as an agent for because the, the whole media landscape has changed so dramatically and once upon a time it was i would imagine a, a maybe a simpler case of placing people in magazines placing people with brands and now it's a whole other world so how do you see the challenges now i mean they have changed a lot especially in the last kind of month or so i i suppose there's the um there's um, what to call it? What's that thing that I really loathe more than anything else in the world? You know, Instagram. I think a lot of um, creatives find photographers off Instagram now. So maybe, maybe, maybe people have to start using Instagram in a different way. Maybe they need to kind of create stories on Instagram rather than than just shoot individual things. I don't know. I'm I'm a total luddite where social media and digital and everything but I think there's a lot of opportunities and I think that the younger people can basically show me possibly where ways that they can do things that I had never thought of and that that I'm actually looking forward to I'm actually looking forward to, to learning to be honest Tim and possibly finding new corridors or new opportunities for them to do and you know you learn about that every day 
But do you think their expectations have changed? If you look at somebody like Jürgen or Tim and what they wanted you to do for them, or what they would expect you to do for them, do you think that the expectations of the, of the new people that you're working with have changed? That, as you said, they are much more familiar with the environment and how different the opportunities are. And so they will be looking to you for what kind of guidance or, or help? I think I possibly, I'm a door opener. That's what I've always considered myself to be. I hope I'm kind of a bit in touch and I have a lot of friends. I have a big, I have a huge community and I think that I'm very good at opening doors and that is what I really enjoy doing. And also I have a lot of contacts. So I think people still, its I think it's probably more difficult now than ever to kind of open, I mean, imagine if you're an editor or a fashion director, you must get bombarded with emails and people trying to get in touch to see if they want to work with you. So maybe I'm just a facilitator, because if it goes through me, then hopefully the people that I'm in contact with trust me enough that they'll say, actually, if Camilla's contacted me, or the people at FAR have contacted me and Camilla works with them, then these people are going to be good. They're good. I should have a look at them. Well, as we've just seen, though, in the past week, you know, editors in the same boat that everybody else is in, you know, whereas where nothing is, is certain any longer, that the sands are shifting. And so... I would imagine that, do you even, do you, do you have any kind of concept of what the landscape will be, of what kind of world the young people that you're, that you're working with are going to be stepping out into? It's, it is so different now. It isn't, it isn't that sort of vogue, that vogue fantasy, that, that aspirational, this is where I want to, I want to be in vogue, you know, that, that, that the very idea of vogue is, change completely so what is the new world for new talents you know there are still great editors out there there are still great editors to work with you know who still have a job there are still great stylists out there with a point of view uh, there are still some you know there are still magazines out there people have to maybe self-publish a little bit more you know maybe they need to do little zine to do zines I don't say little maybe people don't have to do as much work as they did when I first started if you did a bum job if it was a really not a great job it went into a magazine and most magazines at the end of the day only have a certain amount of lifetime and then they end up in a dentist's waiting room don't they yeah but you didn't have you didn't have and you collected tear sheets but and if they were really bad you didn't put them in your book the problem with now is if you do a bum job, everybody sees it because everybody Instagrams it, you know, hair Instagram, makeup Instagram, stylists and model, or models, you know, is really out there. So maybe I think if there's anything I think that maybe I would would like to imply is that maybe people need to take a little bit more time, you know, and really think about what they're doing before they do it, which actually and. It goes back to where the way I did it when I first started. We had so much time to do things. And now one does not have very much time. I still think you have to seek the truth and do it really, really well. But it's it's kind of intriguing to me that that what I'm hearing so much is I'm hearing so much talk about the pivot from print to video, for example. Yeah. Or the, the, from print to dig, from digital, um, I guess it's video. And, and as a magazine addict... For, of many decades standing it's it's an interesting thing to me to think that there's people who imagine that I will put down the object in my hand and imbibe my fashion you know my love of fashion through video which to me is I mean I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to have every single experience bombarding me the whole time but it just changes when, you know, when there's a, an emphasis on, say, storytelling, which has been, there has been for years, a few years now, the importance of narrative. I think the narrative in print and the narrative in video, in filmmaking, they, they're quite different things. So when you're working with young people who are, or new, new talents who 
can move very effectively in this new landscape, are they looking for different, are they just naturally fluent in different modes of expression? Yeah, so I think some of them are. My opinion sometimes is that not all photographers can do film and not all film people can do stills. So based to me, it just seemed, and it was a conversation I had with Amanda Harlick the other day when we were talking on, on Central St. Martins. To me, it's just another collaboration. And that's what we're talking about. This is all about collaboration. I mean, fashion is all about collaboration. You know, you can't take a fashion picture without a, a stylist, a model, hair, makeup, clothes, you know, good clothes. You can't, you can't tell a story without all of that. So it's a whole group of people doing that together. And if maybe that the, the, the new collaboration is bringing somebody in, if you're not that good at film, to tell that story, just to, 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 to getting another. So it's just yet another person in the room, to be honest with you, maybe the ceilings, maybe the ceilings of the studios are going to have to get even higher to, to to deal with all the egos in the room. <laughs> so do you do you feel a little bit a little bit like maybe the conductor of that then the conductor of the collaborations? Yeah, possibly. I think I've always thought maybe that the photographer is the conductor, but maybe I mean I mean it's kind of flattering to think that one could be the conductor, but maybe I could be. What's the person behind the conductor? The curator. The producer. The producer. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'm the producer behind the conductor. Mm. And then he's got his... Actually, the impresario. And then, oh, I could be an impresario. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm the impresario. Then I'm the impresario behind the <laughs> conductor. And then he's got, he has his orchestra. See, you're in this very interesting position with the agency. And then with Saraband, which is an incredible hothouse of creative, young creative people. I mean, what, what Trino Vercado is doing with, with Saraband and, you know, the McQueen Foundation there, um, bringing new designers and, and jewelers and artists and photographers and, and makers of, of all kinds is an amazing model because it seems to me, looking at it from the outside, that it's very... It's very successful in the way it connects with it connects artisans with an audience. And I'm I and then working at St. Martin's with with the students at St. Martin's as well. You've got this multifocal thing going on, but but it it all feeds into each other. It yeah. Feels to me. I mean, I was very flattered to be asked to become on board on board at Saraband and you know, and it's very, very early days for me. And you know, and and unfortunately, all the time at the time that I joined it, it hasn't been open. You know, it has been it has been a kind of closed shop. So now, with everything opening, hopefully at the end of June, you know, there will be much more opportunity for me to go in there and meet everybody. But I, I think Saraband is 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 amazing and unique. Also, it's I think there's a lot of opportunity for it to to work with people in other countries do you know what I mean that there's a kind of cross fertilization around the world and the central St Martins it's really opening new I'm just opening it up to people that I've worked with in the business who can tell their story so that they understand what the journey is like I think it's really important the journey is really important and I I, I think of going, I'm going back to stories and I'm basically probably going off track. I love stories. Mm -hmm. Stories to me, I think people love stories. Everybody loves a story. You know, you and I have sat many times in the bar at the, what's that bar? The Regina. The Regina. Many times we've sat in the Regina in the bar and we've kind of told stories and the people have been there and they love the stories. People love stories and they like a narrative. And I think the one thing that's, and really important for all of us who've been in the business for possibly a longer time is to impart our knowledge and our narrative to them. And then, then it's up to them to take what they want or not what they want. And also to teach us some, possibly something new and impart their narrative. I don't know if I've gone slightly off piece. No, 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 because that's a very interesting point because we would, I'm talking about change, but, but actually, I'm equally interested in what stays the same, you know, from your from the time you came into fashion in the early 80s, was it? Uh, yeah. To now. What has stayed the same, do you think? What are the what are the constants? 
truth, talent. I think truth and talent are, prob are probably, I think that is what stayed the same. I think that's really, I mean, a lot of it hasn't, a lot of it has changed, but you can always tell a talented person, you know, hopefully one can always tell, you know, don't you? It's a bit like buying, a, it's a bit like knowing when you meet somebody, you know that somehow you, that mo it's, an, it's an amazing moment. You know from that moment that you meet them that somehow you can help them. I mean, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a stylist. I'm not a creative director or, or, or any of those things or a journalist. But I am a, I'm a door opener and I can impart and help them see things possibly, you know, in a better way so that it helps them when they walk through that door. It also makes me wonder what what are you looking for? I mean, you say t you say talent, but but I, to be honest, I'm looking for anything that I find quite exciting at the moment. And if I'm excited by it, if I'm really excited by it, and Angel's really excited about it, and Gwen and Kate are really excited about it, then it's so much easier for us to then you know ring up the people that we know. Oh, that was very that was very old fashioned, wasn't it? Saying ring up or email the people that we know to tell them that we found something really exciting. I mean, it's when you're excited about something, it's not difficult to sell it. What excites you, though? I mean, is it something as as sort of broad as seeing something, seeing someone who's doing something you've never seen before? Yeah, no, no, it is. No, that definitely. I mean, I remember, I mean, everybody's everybody represents set design. I'm using an old example. Everybody represents set designers now. Literally everybody does. But when I first, I was pretty, I, I think I'm right in saying I was one of the first people in the fashion industry to represent set designers because, I, because they were really exciting. And I didn't know that it would turn into what it turned into. Sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith, don't you? And it's, it's like we're representing Ben Broom at FIRE, who's, a, who's an art curator and an art consultant. I've never done that before, you know, I, but I, I know he is, I know he's really talented. I know he's really enthusiastic. And I know somehow, especially at the moment where fashion and art are marrying so well together, that I know that I can be enthusiastic and introduce him to people that might be able to, to work with him. It's interesting, the thought of a curator having an agent. I know it is a bit, isn't it? It's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Why not? I guess. I, I suppose I think I'm really excited. I mean, I never represented. I mean, Kate represents um, DOPs and directors. I don't really know that much about directors and DOPs, but I'm I'm willing to learn. You know, I really am willing to learn. Maybe I should represent writers. I've never represent writers. I'm, you know, it's a whole new landscape. You know what? And as I said at the beginning of this thing, there's life in the old dog yet. And I kind of think this is a new, exciting landscape. And why not represent some different kinds of people? I mean, talent is talent. Writers have always had agents. Well, a lot yeah. of writers have always had agents. And and so there is this sort of, there's this interesting, uh, I guess I'm coming back to that point I made about the as much as we're talking about change, we're also looking for the things that are the constants. We're also looking for the things that are kind of universal in their appeal. And, and I have always, it's funny when you talk about set designers, because when you think about Shona Heath, for example, when you think about a Tim Walker. Or Uncle Monkle or Michael Howells. Michael Howells, exactly. Mm -hmm. When you think about a Tim Walker photograph, or you think about the impact of a Tim Walker photograph, that's set design. You know, there's this incredible scenario that is established. I, th I feel that that became almost more important in a way that as, as everything moved more and more into the digital age, that, that into a, the digital era, that this sort of the humanity of a set, the, the story, the, narr the narrative that was, that was um, communicated by a set, it became reassuring in a way. It became, you, your response to things was, it felt to me quite atavistic, you know, that you were responding to things as people responded to things in the globe or something, Shakespeare's theatre or whatever, that there are these threads of humanity 
that run through all this work and set design is a huge part of that. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Yeah, I mean, it's like, to me, it was always the, that was to me fantasy. And I think you always need to have a fantasy. But I also think you sometimes it, you need just pure studio. I mean, don't we love a pure studio, clean, photograph don't we love to see a beautiful girl on a doing something jumping I mean I was looking did have you been watching Halston yes you know I love watching those you know those those kind of clothes and girls moving on a on a background you know what I mean I think it's that that's really beautiful to be I'm I'd love to find I'd love to find of somebody that could do that again would you remember Bill do you remember Bill King Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was at, I was telling another friend of mine, photographer, I was saying who I said, you know, you should look at Bill. You know, I don't know how easy it is to find a lot of Bill King, but I, I was I was. Is it easy to find a lot yeah, of references? I, think, some I think you can Google Bill King and, and a lot comes up. Yeah. And, and the, when you look at Bill King photos, you realize that, you know, them without even realizing it was Bill King, who was a photographer, because he has that very, very. A, very, a style that was really representative of his of his time and a lot of the time when people think about photographs in the 70s and 80s it's a kind of Bill King image that that they have in their minds a kind of running jumping but it's energetic that's very difficult to do I mean, it's very very difficult to do it takes time and and maybe that's also what I would like to impart on the younger generation is the most of the people that we know that have that we look at it's taken them quite a long time to get where they are. 
I mean, it hasn't happened. There aren't that many people where it happens overnight, are there? I mean, do you know that many people where it lit? No. Because, no. you know, they work, most people worked for a long time doing what they did without anybody knowing about it. But this is also the change in the media of in the landscape is that if if you look at people like you know Ib Kamara working with Rafael Pavarotti that that team I don't know it, it feels to me like that their impact has been pretty immediate that that but I the, think you'd I think you'll find that Ib has been around for quite a lot he's put his he's put his um you know his years in as he used to work with Judy Blaine oh yeah no he didn't. He worked with Bar- I think he worked. Maybe he worked with Barry or Judy, or maybe yeah. he worked with both. We'll have to ask him. But I, I know that you know he he did his time. So when you say you're looking for new, what is? Is there such a thing? No, actually, it's probably the wrong. It's probably the wrong um, word, isn't it? New. I think it's probably more exciting or something that kind of. I think new possibly is only if I've ne- I don't really know about it. But no, I think it's probably exciting. I think the word is exciting, actually. Well, when you mention Bill King, you think of something that's quite life affirming. Yeah, you know that his photos were really, really life affirming. Really, and Avedon, and and I wonder how the challenge, what the challenge is now to capture that kind of that energy and that joy. Do you think the challenge is, is harder now? Do you think that the environment in which we're all, especially after coming out as, as we moving into, you know, halfway through this year and ha- the, the year we just had, we were talking about the anxiety and the, and the um, uncertainty. Oh, I think I definitely, I, I, I think it's very hard now. I think it's very hard for general. I mean, I actually, that's unfair. I think it's been this year has been very, very hard for the, this last year has been very hard for everybody. And because I think that we've been all alone in our room a little bit, I think may possibly. I mean, I'm not saying this, but possibly maybe people have to find their sense of humor again. We're, we're, I feel we're all quite serious. And I think we've got to bring a, we've got to find the humor in the situation. And it's not very easy to find the humor in this situation, isn't it? When you're bombarded every day with all the things that are going on around the world. And obviously that's a different conversation, but we are bombarded by quite negative things all the time. So therefore in that kind of environment, it's quite difficult to find sense of humor, but I think it's very, very important to to find humor again and to find beauty and make maybe yes. and to find beauty because it makes you feel better and we're we're bombarded with infuriating and unjust things every single hour it, it is it is so grinding to stay upbeat yeah but i think you know what's quite interesting to go back in history when i went to the acropolis when i went to to athens and we went very, very early in the morning because it's very hot. And I always get one of those people that take you round. And they were giving us a lesson about a thing. And the theatre in the Acropolis is next door to the hospital. So the Rome, so the Greeks and the Romans knew that theatre and art and beauty and humour are really important when there's illness. And the the door of the theatre, they used to leave it open so that the people in the hospital could hear everybody laughing and being, and being entertained. And actually, it had a life-affirming effect on them. And so it is written that it did. So I think more than ever now, it is really important for us to see, you know, beauty and humour and these things to uplift us. It uplifts your spirits. You know, when you go to an exhibition, you know, how brilliant that all the galleries are opening now. And my my nephew's come down from Cumbria and, you know, he's taken all my cards and he's gone off to see all these exhibitions. And also it's so brilliant. There's such different things happening in all yes. these in yeah. things. I mean, I, I would I would tell everybody they must go and see James Barner at the Serpentine. It's great. I mean, the man's 92 years old. It's It's beautiful. It makes you... If you're feeling down, I went to see it the other day uh, and I I came out and I felt enthusiastic. And 
I, if anything, maybe a, our job, your job as a journalist and my job as an agent is whatever strikes us and we like and it makes us enthusiastic is to impart that enthusiasm to other people to see what they get out of it. And so what does this mean, though, for people who are making things that that we're looking for what you work with Saraband, that's artisans. Fire is about image makers. What do we need these people to do? We need these people to be doing something for us now. Do we need these people to remind us of beauty? Yes. Without beauty in the world, then God help us, to be really honest with you. I think it's really, really important. I think a fashion show, a great fashion show, is one of the, the I love it, don't you? Yeah, but I've I've also really enjoyed people coming up with creative alternatives to fashion shows over the past. I think that that's a whole other way of looking at fashion that has become very inspiring. I yeah. Think. And, and, and as an agent, when you're looking at these films that people like Dries van Noten or John Galliano are making, you, you begin to see, wow, there's opportunities. And I think they're seeing the opportunities as well. So yeah. the whole notion of storytelling, I think, the, the uplift of a story, the, the uh, inspiration and, the, and also the, the kind of, not educational, but the, I guess it is educational in a way, that there are lessons in stories that we can take away that can inform our lives. And, and that's really, that's something I look, I'm looking forward to seeing. Do you know, I'm, I really am. And that's why I didn't want to retire or whatever the word. I mean, everybody, if one more person asked me if I was going to re- retire, even before I thought I was going to do something with fire or what I'm doing with Tim, I was like, no, I'm not retiring. You know what I mean? I'm just t- taking a beat here. You know, I was supposed to be going on a gap year. I was supposed to be traveling. Now, I thought that was going to kind of film me. You know, fill, I was that would inspire me and I'd come back with some other ideas. But I don't want to retire yet. I, I I really do want to keep in. I do want to see new opportunities and help impart those new opportunities with either the, the people that introduce me to them or the people or to the or to us. So did you do you, do you kind of see it as a calling then? You were going to go on a gap year, but you thought, no, hang on, I'm going to stay here. No, and- no, no. I, got, I didn't get very far on the gap year. I got to India. <laughs> I went to India. Which again, that was very inspiring. I went to Jaipur, and then I literally made it back twenty four hours before the lockdown, and then I was here all of lockdown. But but, but no, I'm I'm asking you if you felt that if you felt that what you 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 thought that what you do is necessary to actually that actually what you do provides a kind of service at a time when people. Well, are... I am in service. <laughs> yes, I mean we're all in. So I mean. I mean, I'd, I've never thought otherwise that I am in the service industry. It did, you know, being an agent is in the service. All this is in the is service industry, isn't it? To your clients or to the people that your clients? To, to, to both. I mean, you've still got a, it's like being in, it's this, I think it is, isn't it? It's like, like theatre. Is theatre service industry? Music is theatre, is service industry? Are, are, are writers a service industry? Maybe is it the is the arts service industry? Yeah, if you think about what art is, that the that the artist that art is is a form of universal communication, that that artists in exploring their own creativity are looking to build, are looking to create links with the rest of the world. You know, that great art speaks to people, mm. and. Artists are not even great art. Art speaks to people. And so artists, the people who make the art, speak to people. And then an agent representing the artist who makes the art is, the like you said, the facilitator, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I'm a facilitator. Yeah. Yeah. You feel, and, and what kind of responsibility do you feel with a role like that? But it is quite a big responsibility to to help earn somebody their money, isn't it? And to be in charge of earning them a certain amount of money and and getting them paid and paying them that is I could not do I could never have done my job without the people that surround that that I collaborated with and that was the you know I think we can't not look at the accounts department and the assistants and the producers 
you know, I used to be in a really an amazing producer. I'm probably a terrible producer now. You know what I mean? But you can't do it alone. No ma- no person is an island, which is the same. I mean, it takes a team of people and it's and I like work. I, maybe that's, that goes back. I'm a facilitator and I enjoy it. I never really thought about it. I'd never actually. It makes I, st- I, I get really excited when I meet someone and I think to myself, oh, my God, I know exactly who is going to love them. I know exactly. It's like. It gives me a kick, you know, it is. And I still get a kick when an artist, a photographer or whoever it is, gets a job with a company that is right. You know what I mean? That it, it's like, a, it, it's like a, what do you call it? Like the perfect, what's it called? The perfect way. Storm. Well, oh, the perfect storm. storm. It's like the perfect, that's it. The perfect storm. It's like the perfect storm. I mean, I have so enjoyed watching Tim's journey with, Louis Vuitton man you know I I think it's great I love it I think it's great it's fantastic and it gives me such joy to see that collaboration of all those people together because it really works it clicks and it's so exciting when you know even for somebody in that's much newer in their career when you think to yourself oh my god I know who is gonna like this I just know and it's your enthusiasm, I hope, to impart to the other people that they're going to love it, and hopefully they will love it. What, what, do you have a Do you have like a favorite example of that from your uh, one moment where you put people together and created this amazing synergy that you're especially proud of? Do you have anything that you, as is a sort of career benchmark for you? God, that's that's a really difficult question, actually. I think there have been a lot of them. I mean, one of my most, I mean, Tim is one of my most proud, but that's a person, isn't it? Um, Jürgen doing certain, I think there have been so many, Katie doing, getting a job, the right job. I can't actually say that there is one that really stands out and you've really caught me on that and I'm going to really have to think. And unfortunately, I haven't saved everything. I wish I'd saved everything that I've worked on. Um, Hackett with Tim with Perry Ogden. That was an amazing moment. You don't save. You don't save things. I didn't. Why did I not save things? Why no, did you not? Save I, don't, I don't know why I didn't think because I didn't think that I would be doing this for thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't save things. I do now. I don't. I don't. I didn't save things. It's kind of strange. Why well, didn't we? I've saved clothes. I did save clothes. A bit of them, not a lot. Now my girls take them all. And love you for it. I mean, it's funny. Why didn't we save things? I never thought it was going to be that important to save <laughs> it. Or maybe it, it, maybe it isn't really important because uh, because it was kind of disposable. But And also, we, we didn't know about digital, did we? We didn't know about that we could photograph it and put it in a file on the computer. Or we didn't know that we could put it in a cloud. It's but the, but the physicality of things. I, I hope that I hope that we never lose our love of the physicality of things. It feels to me that that's something that might come out of the experience that we've all just had. That touch. Oh, I think touch. Don't you think touch is so important? Yeah, I think it's going to be more important because we we haven't touched for fifteen months. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing better, really, is there than. I mean, this is coming from my bet. When you have a book, which is just prints, and you show it to somebody, and you can see, you can see the pleasure that they're getting, yes. even if they don't, even if they don't work with the person, that really doesn't matter. But you see the pleasure they they get from that touch of looking at the print and and enjoying the story. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, you put yeah. a you put a book to get you know a prints together in a way so that it makes sense so that it tells a story and as a permanence too mm. and you can go back and reflect do you i call you a godmother but do you do you do you feel sort of like a den mother or do you feel mater- is is that is that your relationship with your clients as well that you feel sort of maternal about them that you're encouraging them set you're sending them out into the world you're setting them on a, the right path i mean have you felt that way about about uh, what it is that you do? Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, I think I've always felt a bit maternal. <laughs> I was to, I was talking about it again with somebody the other day. I mean, 
I mean, one of the sad things about sometimes being an agent is that it's like a, maybe it's like you're a, the plant that the butterfly, you know what I mean? That the caterpillar goes on. I mean, you know, I'm sorry to talk in analogy, but I always like talking in, a, it's one of my terrible habits is to talk in analogy, but it's a bit like they kind of, kind of land on you and kind of feed, feed off you. And then they emerge as this beautiful butterfly and they have to kind of go, but it's the same. It's the same as having children, isn't it? You know, you bring your children up and then you impart the knowledge that you have so that they kind of grow up and, and fly away. And there is a lot of sadness in that. And sometimes they fly away and they don't want to be with you anymore. And that that's just life, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And, I, and it's happened to me so many times. But at the end of the day, you'd remain on the whole. You should try and remain friends with them because it's there. It's another door or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's another contact. I'm sensing a world of pain there that you're talking about, that you've got all these little chrysalises kind of hanging off you and they turn into butterflies and flap away. Uh, to be honest with you, some of this journey over the 35 years has been incredibly painful. You know, very, very painful. It's it's quite painful to start a company and to kind of leave it. Mm. I mean, it must be very difficult for uh, lots of people. You There you are, you work, you put all your life into something and then you have to walk away, you, you walk away from it. I mean, I'm not saying it's not my, one's choice, but sometimes choices are painful. But do, do you feel you're in a new world now, though? Do you feel that all of that is behind you and that actually yeah. what you what you're called upon to do now is different from what you've been yeah, doing. Yeah, I think definitely. I feel I see myself much more as a mentor because I I think it's really important that more young people come into it. Definitely, my job at Fire is to be a mentor and is to to help you know help them solve problems or open doors or whatever it is. Yeah, I I I I might have asked you this already, but. I'm curious to know what you think it is that they want now. What are they looking for? Well, I hope that they want my, um, I hope they want my knowledge and my experience and they want my, you know, not, uh, that's what I, that's what I hope they want. What was the best piece of advice anybody ever gave you? Keep a diary. Oh, keep an address book. Meredith Etherington Smith. Do you remember Meredith? Did you ever meet Meredith? Yeah. She said, darling, the most important thing that you will ever have is an address book. And guess what? She was right. And what would you tell your clients now? What would you tell that the artists, the artisans at Saraband, the students at St. Martin's and the people you're signing up at fire? What is, uh, if they say to, if they say to you, give us, give us your words. Oh, Oh mentor, give us your great words of wisdom. What would you tell them? Apart from um, the address book, I'd also say manners are for free. You know, really, manners are so important. And I really do think that. But I think the most important is is truth. Believe in what you do. Do you know what I mean? Don't try and do what you think other people want. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, the truth is really important. Even if it takes longer to get there, if you really believe in it, then other people will believe in it. But I think, uh, yeah, truth, I think. Stay true to yourself. Everyone has their own truth, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody does have their own truth. But you know, sometimes you've seen it when you see a book and they've got a lot of different things going in there. You've You've got to decide what it is that you want to say. And if you really truly believe what it is that you're saying, people will eventually, on the whole, get it. Camilla, I think that's a great, place to leave our conversation um with those words <laughs> ringing you. in everyone's ears <laughs> it's lovely to see you it really yeah. is it's been too long yeah really too long tim lovely to see you as well thank you very much and thank you very much to everybody at bof that was very nice and thank you very much if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe to the bof podcast for our look inside fashion and how it connects to currents in the wider world. If you're not yet a BOF professional member, join today with our 30-day risk-free trial and benefit from exclusive access to agenda-setting analysis you won't find anywhere else. The BOF podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark, Kate Bartan, and Kevin Bobby Blanco in the BOF studio team.
You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 